world were lifting from his mind. He still needed to get back, but now began to give thought to other considerations. He picked the parasites from his body. He covered his scratches and gashes with leaves to keep his flesh from rotting. He was more cautious about the water he drank. He grew wary of predators. Finally, nearly two months after he'd been abandoned, he staggered out of the jungle onto the edge of a recently harvested cane field. The cut stalks seemed to stretch for miles. A sickly sweet smell hung in the air. It inspired the old craving, but it was faded, like a dull ache from an old injury, never fully healed. "'You! What are you doing here?' a voice said to him in room. He turned to see an overseer with a whip and a stun-gun, a free room, not a slave, yet with the pale pink skin of an eater. Pez Ricken looked down at his own bare arms to see them mottled red through the pink. The mark of a sugar-eater was fading from his skin. The overseer cursed. You are one of those feral bush people, aren't you? His hand touched his stun-gun. No, I... Pez Ricken swallowed. I was abandoned in the jungle. I came back. The large eyes narrowed. When did you last eat? Whatever and whenever I could scavenge. This morning I... Sugar, you fool. When did you last eat? Weeks ago. I don't know. The overseer reached into a side pocket of his trousers. He fished out a vial of sugar. Here... Take this. You'll soon feel better. Revulsion mixed with craving as the overseer stepped toward him. They were alone, the two of them. Pez Ricken could easily flee into the jungle, leave all of this behind, never work for the cursed humans again, producing the very substance that kept his body enslaved. Pez Ricken reached for the sugar, as if someone had seized control of his limbs but when his hand closed around the vial, it tightened and kept squeezing. The vial broke, spilling sugar all over the overseer's hand. "'Are you mad?' the overseer shouted. Pez Ricken wiped his hand on his damp, tattered clothing, even as the overseer lapped the bits of sugar from his own palm. Then the overseer reached for his stun-gun. Pez Ricken grabbed his wrist— the abandoned slave had been living in the bush, subsisting on whatever meagre food the jungle gave up. He should have been no match for the overseer. But the bit of sugar seemed to be taking effect. The overseer's eyes widened, and his grip went slack. Pez Ricken wrestled the stun-gun free and turned it on its owner. He sent a jolt of electricity through the overseer, who collapsed to the ground, shaking and convulsing. A white rage had come over the slave, and he kept the weapon pressed against his enemy's flesh. When he drew back a few seconds later, the overseer was dead. Pez Ricken fled into the jungle. For the next year, he staged solo raids on the edge of the sugar plantations, taking food, killing an occasional overseer or human, and burning a sugar mill. 
Then he met up with another marooned former slave, by the name of Epa Pym, and they began to work together. She would eventually become his mate. Others joined them. They became dozens. The humans mounted expeditions with their security forces, but could never catch Pez Ricken and his small band. For five years they fought a low-level bush war, always one step ahead of the enemy. And then their luck ran out. One of Pez Ricken's fighters was captured, and apparently she gave up the location of the Free Froom base under torture, because the enemy was soon on them. The first warning was the sound of a helicopter buzzing over the Free Village, and then fire-bombs rained from the sky. In came humans wearing armored cool suits and leading an army of several hundred armed sugar slaves. They rampaged into the bush village, slaughtering indiscriminately.